This is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. city of cleveland ohio wow oh my goodness we are in the midst my left ear is going out the pad was on unbelievable way to start it out but nevertheless we have fully recovered and we're back at it welcome to the barbecue central show this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling we originate from the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio better known as the barbecue capital of the north coast and I am Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in and contribute, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQCentralShow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. It's the second Tuesday of the new month and the new quarter of 2019. That means we're going to be revisited by the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website currently existing on the internet today, no matter where you are on this green earth of ours. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com will be joining me. We are going to get a full recap and in-depth look, a nonpartisan view and take of the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's I Am Barbecue 2019. He missed it last year in 2018. In fact, I might say I want in lieu of him, or at least he sponsored me down there by paying my hotel room, which I certainly appreciate. And in return, I mentioned him through the live broadcast through those three days and three hours each day, live shows that we did, which, by the way, nobody else did down there. And... I wore his Pitmaster Club and logo t-shirts, so it was a little give and take there. This year in 2019, in Kansas City, one of the barbecue meccas that we so fervently want to visit if we've never been there, he did show up, did attend the event, so we'll be able to get the full breakdown from Meathead as he currently sees the state of NBBQA, what the event is like, 
if that is something that he sees a growth potential in, if it is as big as it's going to get, and it was as big as it was last year, it's not going to get any bigger next year in 2020, this is as good as it's ever going to get for NBBQA, or does he see a growth factor? Does he see a way in which this particular event or this particular organization can push forward and grow in a certain way into the future, remain relevant, remain, or not remain, but become perhaps more appealing to a wider base instead of folks that are just in the industry. And certainly there are a number of in-industry type events, depending on what industry you might work in, automobiles, trucks for me specifically. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's conventions all over the country not just once a year like in NBBQAs, depending on what kind of business you're in. So we'll talk to Meathead first hour. Second hour, we'll be talking with a guy by the name of Mark Hunsaker. Hunsaker? Mark is the creator of Hunsaker Cookers. This is a barrel or drum style cooker upright, not horizontal. These are becoming more and more popular. You're familiar with some of the big name brands out there. First and foremost, to my mind, Pit Barrel Cooker. Then you probably have a Gateway Drum Smoker. And I don't know if there's any other drum-style smokers. Maybe a a Big Papa Smokers fully assembled drum kit, of course. Or if you have a drum, Big Papa's also sells their drum accessory kit. So if you have the drum, they have all the other things that will make that drum a nice cooker. So, you know, of those three, Pit Barrel, Gateway, Big Papas, nothing else really coming to mind from a drum style of cooker. Hunsaker looking to get into that niche as well. So we'll talk to Mark about his particular cooker, why he's bringing it to market, what sets it apart from what's existing out there, all the stuff you've come to know and love here on these kind of interviews. And then uh, 35 past the second hour, I have an open segment. So if you are looking to get off this evening, You might want to save it for about an hour and 20 minutes from now. You can call in 216-220-0966. I will pick up, and then we will just have at it. I got a bunch of stuff that I want to talk on as well in case you don't call. So I will not rely on any of you to call in like I normally don't. But if you decide to call in and help the show out, I'm more than happy to at least answer the phone. Now, I will caution you. Much like I hang up on uh, on a punk last week, If you're going to lob a phone call into the show, don't listen to the show at the same time. Very important. There is a delay between when I am saying things and when you are hearing things. Sometimes up to a minute or two. And if you are running the show in the background and you're also talking to me on the phone, at some point you're going to get caught up in what I've affectionately referred to as the echo monster where all of a sudden you start listening to the computer behind you instead of what's really happening on the phone or on the Skype connection. And if you pay more attention to the phone than you pay attention to what's happening live, you start to re-answer or you stop talking. It becomes very confusing for you. I know exactly what's happening. That's why I call it the Echo Monster. And now you're caught up in it. And then I hang up on you and I play the buzzer sound effect. And then it will rag on you for 30 or 40 seconds. Then I'll broaden the stroke out and admonish everybody for not being able to call in properly. Don't be that man or woman. Turn everything off that or mute everything. Then give me the phone call. Then we'll chop it up. 
then you can go back to listening to the show after I dump you off the line. Very easy to do. 216-220-0966. Once again, uh, we're a matter of five days out for the Barbecue Hall of Fame nominations for 2019. Please, as you're listening here tonight, I don't want you to forget, do it right now. Head on over to the Barbecue Hall of Fame's website under the nomination category and nominate John Marcus. I want to see what the pull of the show is. I want to see if he makes that broad list of nine, potentially making that final cut of three, putting him in to the Hall of Fame in 2019. I would really like you to try and do that at least. Again, Barbecue Hall of Fame website. I think it's bbqhalloffame.com or .org or something like that, or just Google it. And by the way, does anyone really know who is currently in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. I found it particularly interesting that when I was talking with Malcolm Reed last week, and I asked him, if you could put somebody into the Barbecue Hall of Fame foregoing any nomination process whatsoever in 2019, who would you put in? The first thing that he said to me was that he had no idea who is currently in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Nothing against Malcolm, but to the Hall of Fame, that kind of smacks of a problem. He asked if Mike Mills was currently in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Mike Mills? He was in. He was like an original inductee into the crappy Hall of Fame that existed on the internet for years. Yes, he's in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. But the fact that Malcolm didn't know maybe anybody else? That's a little alarming if I'm the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Nobody seems to know. Might want to rectify that. Might want to think about rectifying it at least. Oh, by the way, because we are now in the beginnings of spring and everything barbecue and grilling related is going to be coming out, she mentioned it a week or two ago. It is out as of today. Talking about Jess Pryle's new rub. This is the uh, Hardcore Carnivore, and it's called Meat Gelada. Meat Gelada. Let me give you a quick rundown. Inspired by Texas beer salt, this chili lime seasoning gives your meat a zesty kick. Magic on chicken, but the tangy, mild heat works well with pork, beef. Uh, Tool, what? Pork and beef tool. Michelada will enhance your coming in hot. And beef, tool Michelada will enhance your food without overpowering it. It's a beer, uh, beer. It's a chili lime seasoning. Again, available for sale, hardcorecarnivore.com. Meat Chilada. Now, that's a Lone Star beer, by the way. So, uh, thanks to Jess Pryles. For the sample there. And I will be putting that immediately on chicken wings probably this weekend and giving it a test out. All right, let me talk to you quickly about the new book that is out also, Grill Seeker. I told you, rubs are out, books are out. I've been talking to this one for almost three months now. But it is showing up in people's hands right this very day. If you pre-ordered Grill Seeker, basic training for everyday grilling, you're probably getting it from Amazon today, maybe tomorrow. A lot of people that I know were sending me pictures saying, hey, I got it today, I got it today. A lot of social media posting going on. So if you missed out on the pre-order, 
You can go buy in regular fashion right now. I suggest that you hit up my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Click on the Grill Seeker logo. That will take you to the Amazon page where you can buy it. Now, if you don't know about Matt Eads, from the battlefields of Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, and Bosnia to a state-of-the-art outdoor kitchen, Matt Eads is looking to unite people through grilling. No matter our race, gender, sexual orientation, cultural upbringing, socioeconomic standing, or political affiliation, cooking over live fire brings people together, undoubtedly. Differences get set aside. That's why you need to go buy that copy now. You don't have to pre-order anymore. It is straight up for sale. Grill Seeker Basic Training for Everyday Grilling. Don't forget, you can also join the United by hash uh, the hashtag United by Flame movement. You head on over to grillseeker.com right above his logo. It says United by Flame. Click on that. You can take a picture of yourself in front of your grill or in front of your barbecue pit or both and then send that to Matt. We'll go ahead and put it up on that page. And now you're an official member of hashtag United by Flame. The memories and the camaraderie that grilling has created for Matt, dating back to his teen years throughout his time in the Marines, fuel the desire to spread his passion for outdoor cooking. And again, that is why he created the United by Flame movement. His website, grillseeker.com. Go to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Click on the Grill Seeker logo and order your book, Grill Seeker. Basic training for everyday grilling right now. Meathead coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All the Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pit master of your neighborhood. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. As I had mentioned in the open, the second Tuesday of the month, brings a visit from our regularly scheduled guest, the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. It is, of course, a man by the name of Meathead. Meathead, how are you, pal? Hello, Centralites. Hello, Greg. How's the rock star of barbecue? We are rocking and rolling. Although you would find it odd, Meathead, that uh, this is the off year for the Rock Hall. So, while the Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, the inductions actually are taking place in New York City. Yeah, I heard something about that. It, but it's been going on like that for years and years. Yeah, you know, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? That's the weirdest. I mean, I get that New York is entertaining and it's a melting pot and everybody wants to probably be in New York City if you had the option between downtown Cleveland and downtown New York City. Certainly two different types of cities. However, the the Football Hall of Fame inductions aren't being held in Pittsburgh. Yes. 
So I, I, it, I do find it a little bit odd, and it is my city, so I feel a little bit jilted every other year, and I'm glad at least they it's have it It's disrespectful. It's so weird. You have a Hall of Fame right here on the top of the lake, and yet the inductions in the party is being held in New York City. It's bizarre. Besides you, it's the only reason to come to Cleveland. That's right. Oh. I mean, what? <laughs> Meathead, I was telling everybody at the top of the show that last year I attended the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's annual event, uh, partially through your charge as we were promoting the Pitmaster Club and I was doing three days of live shows, three hours at a clip and doing a little promotion for you as well. You did not go. Thank you. So I was kind of standing in for you, but also uh, uh, taking advantage for things uh, myself. However, 2019, a different year, a different city. And we find Meathead traveling to one of the barbecue meccas of Kansas City and attending the event. So uh, was it just a matter of you having free time in the schedule? Did you feel like you wanted to give it a go in person one more time? What was the uh, impetus for going back to the IM barbecue convention? This year, they said that Rempy guy, he is too handsome, too charming, too suave. Why don't you send the ugly one? And so I went myself. <laughs> no, last year I was humping away on a bunch of projects and books, and they were having it in the same location they had had it the year before. Yep. And part of the fun of going to this conference is they move it around, and they have it in different barbecue cities. And this year is in Kansas City. Yep. And I hadn't been to Kansas City in maybe seven or eight years, and there have been a whole bunch of new places opened up. And... Um, so I uh, carved out some room in my schedule, and uh, I went this year. I went actually early. I, the conference starts officially on Thursday. Yeah. There's an unofficial event on Wednesday, a bus tour of barbecue joints. Right. And I went in on Monday. So I had wow. some time to hit a couple of barbecue joints. And uh, it, it's always a lot of fun to go to this conference. But before we get too far into the conference, okay. I think I heard you say about Russ, uh, um, uh, Jess Pryles' rub that it's Michelada, and that's a Texas beer. Well, Michelada no, 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 is no. Now, a, hold on. Wait. Let's make sure that I, I was reading this right from this bottle. Okay. And what it says is, inspired by Texas beer salt... This chili lime seasoning gives your meat a zesty kick. It's magic on chicken, but the tangy, mild heat works with pork and beef. And it's called meat, meat, M-E-A-T, meat chilada, not michelada, which is that rimmed beer thingy ding. All right. Well, I'm, I'm maybe there is such a thing as michelada. Maybe I'm not aware of it. I apologize. I, as I understand it, that sounded like a pun on Michelada, yes, which right. is a beer with a salt rim, and it's got chili, yes. Worcestershire, lime juice, right. sometimes tomato juice and other things, and it's not like a Texas beer salt that I, I'm aware of. But Jess, she lives down there. She knows Texas better than I do. I yield to her expertise. I think, I think you're right. It is a play on Michelada or Michelada or however you say it in Spanish. And she, too, is better looking than I am, by a long... And, and you. Hey, well, you speak for yourself, pal. I'm pretty handsome. <laughs> Never mind this receding hairline. So, um, well, 
Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking of different follow-up questions that have nothing to do with what we were going to be talking about. So you're in for MBBQA on a Monday. Do you do, you do any type of business for the website yeah, while you're there? Yeah, I, um, I, I swung by, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on Monday afternoon, I swung by Smithfield. Okay. They have their headquarters down there. Yep. And um, I was just kind of curious as to what their promotions are. They've been doing a lot of promotion with barbecue competitions. And I was puzzled by that because barbecue competition is a pretty small world. There's maybe 100 teams that compete more than 10, 20 times a year. There's maybe another 100 or so that compete 5, 10, 20 times. And, and, you know, it's all total, there's probably no more than 5,000 people to compete on a regular basis. And, and they're putting a lot of money in it. Well, I was kind of curious what their marketing plans were for the future. And maybe we could dip our beak into it, uh, get them to do a little advertising or sponsorship. And <clears throat> we have a project afoot, uh, a new newsletter that we're contemplating. And I was wondering if maybe they might be interested in getting involved with that. So I just went there on a fact-finding mission. Didn't try to sell them on anything. It was kind of neat. I mean, they have a pretty big operation down there, um, and there's some neat people down there. And <clears throat> it was interesting to hear their commitment to competition barbecue. And uh, then uh, Tuesday, <clears throat> I hooked up with Artie Davis. Now, you know who Artie is. <clears throat> Boy, I don't get off a little tickle in my throat here tonight, Greg. I hope I don't mangle um, your broadcast. Um, I hooked up with Artie Davis. Anybody who has done competition should know who Artie is. He's known as Remus Powers. He's the guy with the little short white beard and the bowler hat and a necklace with pork bones on it and the apron. And if you judge at a competition, a, a major competition like the Jack Daniels, he's usually there to issue the oath to the judges and he also writes a regular column in um the, the bull sheet which is the newsletter ma newspaper from kansas city barbecue society and also in nation's barbecue news and he's just a, a, a he was a founder of kcbs he's just one of the great godfathers of barbecue in, in america <clears throat> and so i picked i met met him and we hit <clears throat> Hit a number of barbecue joints together, and I had my first snoot sandwich with Artie. Snoot sandwich? Where do you get that? Snoot. Pig snout. Yeah. Where do you get the snoot sandwich at? A little place called the Tenderloin Grill. Huh. Um, uh, uh, owned by a former Mexican-American, a little out-of-the-way joint. Um, Artie is an aficionado of snoot sandwiches. Of many things, and I had never had one, <clears throat> and I figured my career is incomplete until I taste the snoot of a hog. So how was it? <clears throat> it's surprising. Um, I kind of expected it. You know, the snoot is got a lot of cartilage and connective tissue, and yeah. there's not much meat in there. Uh, um, and you kind of expect it to be kind of slimy or boogery or something. and uh, Or maybe it smells funny because that snoot goes in a lot of funny places. Uh -huh. <clears throat> but he cooks it for two hours in a pressure cooker. Huh. And it comes out kind of gelatinous, mm. but not slimy. 
And um, there was a little bit of jowl meat on the edges. That's good. And he loads it up with mustard, ketchup, and onions on a bun. Mm. And gosh, I should have sent you a picture. Yes, of course you should have. Is it is it too late if I ship one over to you in a yes, minute? Yes, it's uh, too late for you to get it up online. Uh, I mean, you can ship it, but I mean, I don't know when we're when we're going to get it up. Okay. Well, it 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 it, it, it the sample the picture is kind of funny because. The, the mustard and ketchup are drooling out of its nostril. Oh, like, great. <laughs> but it was kind of fun. And then we uh, hit a, hit a, hit a cut. We went to KCBS headquarters, um, went to Q39, which yes. is yep. one of the hot new Kansas City barbecue joints that I had not been to. It's opened up since I was there last. And um, uh, it's Living up to his reputation. It was outstanding. Well, you know who runs that place, right? You know who the founder is? Robert McGee from Munchin' Hogs at the Hilton, former KCBS Team of the Year. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he was one of the top competition cooks for years until he decided to open that place and then never seen on the competition circuit again. Killing hmm. it in the restaurant world. Well, you can make a lot more money in the restaurant business than you that. can run it at, at, at competing in bar- barbecue competitions. For so. sure. So, uh... The food was great. Um, he does a burn-in sandwich, um, does a platter of burn-ins, uh, has really good wings. Uh, the ribs are uh, very good, uh, very tender, very juicy. Um, I tried a, a lot of stuff on the menu mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, came out very impressed. It's a modern place. It's not you know, one of these divey barbecue joints where the chairs and tables wobble. It's a, a, in a modern brick building, uh, <clears throat> very clean, and uh, the food was just delightful. You, I was very impressed. Did you go to and Did you I go to Slaps? We went there. Did you go to Slaps? We also, yeah, go ahead. Did you go to Slaps Barbecue? Uh, yes, we did. We went there on Wednesday. Yes. And uh, that that was some of the best barbecue I had on the trip. For sure. Slaps is a, is a dive. Yes. Uh, slaps is just the opposite of Q39. It looks like it's an old shed that somebody threw the lawnmower and the wheelbarrow out and <laughs> put in a barbecue joint. And, uh, you know, it's got a little patio with a, I think it's a metal roof or something. And um, uh, we tasted, uh, his rib bones were really good, re- really outstanding. He's got a, um, a warm potato salad that's yes. got a little mustard in it yep. that was just brilliant. Um, excellent uh, beans, uh, you know, not, not, nothing extraordinary, just really good beans. Um, and they have beer, which is nice. You know, a lot of barbecue joints don't. And uh, I'm very impressed with that place. <laughs> and he's a real nice man, uh, Joe Pierce. Yep. Um, and we've met over the years, and this is the first time we had a chance to chat. And uh, uh, we chatted again later at the conference. Um, also went to um, Joe's, formerly Oklahoma Joe's. Yeah. Um, Jeff Staney's uh, an place. institution down there. Yep. Um, it's in an old, it, 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 it's in a, a filling station, a gas station. Yep. You can still get gas there. Um, they have racks of rubs and sauces, not just their own. Um, a very popular joint, very good food. Yep. Um, I wasn't as impressed with the food that day, that moment as I was with, um, slaps. Uh, but you know, Monday is a average day. Tuesday is a great day. Wednesday is a bad day. You never know. You right. a good restaurant reviewer will visit a place on multiple occasions. <clears throat> I found that he uh, it was a little salty 
Um, but uh, I still enjoyed it, and it was, you know, a, a, a touch of history. I was hoping to meet Doug Wurgle, who works there. By the way, anybody who's listening out there who enjoys reading, reading fiction, um, I read a lot of novels. Um, Doug Wurgle wrote a book called Thin Blue Smoke, and it's a novel about a family in the barbecue business, and um, it's <clears throat> a really good story, not just because it's barbecue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, wow, this is a good story for barbecue. It was a good read, held my attention throughout, um, well-written, the guy who knows how to add, use verbs and nouns, and, um, and, uh, and it's a good story, a lot of fun. And uh, unfortunately, Doug wasn't there. I was hoping to have him autograph my copy. <clears throat> but if uh, anybody out there loves barbecue and does enjoy reading fiction, this is a really good read. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, one of the highlights of the stops that I made on Tuesday with Artie <clears throat> is we went to a place called Old World Spices and Seasonings. Yep. <clears throat> They're what's known in the trade as a co-packer or a packer. Um, if you're a barbecue restaurant or a competition competition team and you want to start selling your rub or your sauce, and if you've got a restaurant, you should sell your rub and your sauce because people who eat there tend to like it. Um, they will help you make the transition from a five-gallon stainless steel bucket in the kitchen to a bottle on a grocery store shelf and make it taste similar or if not identical and um, uh, get you through the federal labeling laws and uh, uh, all that stuff. And um, I wanted to meet with the R&D guy because I wanted to learn more about spices. I wanted to learn more about um, where aromas come from, where flavors come from, um, how they dissolve in different fluids like alcohol, water, oil, and um, and so on. And um, uh, it was really interesting. They took me into the lab. They have three young women there who are um, all recent, not, not, not all recent, but all graduates of food science departments at Kansas State and <laughs> elsewhere. And um, they, uh, th they're really into it. I mean, like they do regular blind tastings. Okay, smell this sauce and tell me or taste this sauce and tell me everything that's in it and they can or um close your eyes or blindfold smell this spice and tell me what it is and they can um so they're really good at that stuff and they'll help you formulate your rub and seasonings and uh, that was a lot of fun visiting there they had hundreds of jars of spices um flavorings he, as as the guy said to me, you anything wet we can we can dehydrate, and so they had dried mushrooms, dried cheeses, oh. exotic spices from all around the world. Um, really, a sensory experience. Hmm. And while we were there, they were doing, <clears throat> they were formulating a rub for a client <clears throat> that was supposed to be on a hamburger, and so they were cooking the hamburger, and they had the first version of their formulation. And the chef's version, and they were trying to see what the differences were. Mm -hmm. So we got to taste the hamburgers and taste the difference between the rubs. 
And uh, I actually was pretty good at identifying what was missing and stuff. So it was just a lot of fun, uh, really educational. We also hit uh, one other barbecue joint. Uh, oh, we went to Plowboys. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, owned by Todd Johns. Todd Johns, yeah. Another very successful competition cook who opened up a barbecue restaurant. He's got two with a third on the way, um, doing a real nice job. Um, and one of the interesting things he sells is he sells a, um, a sauce for beans. Um, so if you, you know, make your beans to go with your barbecue and you start with dried beans instead of canned beans, this is a sauce you add to it. Hmm. And it was pretty neat, fun to taste. <clears throat> and his food was good. Um, he does a lot of tacos. He serves food at Arrowhead Stadium. Yes. So, um, and and then the uh, the conference kicked off on Thursday and Friday, and uh, Saturday they had an event for the public. Uh, from uh, uh, hmm, trying to think of where we're at here, time wise. Well, let me get out early here, and then we'll have extra time to kind of dig into a little bit of the conference and what you thought some good takeaways yeah, were. I, I and thought, by the way, yeah. it wasn't in your promo for tonight, but we're coming up on Easter. And I thought we could take a few minutes and talk about ham. Ham. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that here. Uh, so stand by, Meathead. Uh, we'll come right back to you. Uh, I will talk to everybody quickly about early bird CBD oil. That's right. It's not weed, so just relax. Talked to you about them a couple weeks ago. They're back this week. A lot of you have been asking me over the course of the last few weeks, do you use CBD? Yes, I do use CBD oil. I take it, as I talked about two weeks ago, sublingually. That means under the tongue. But Early Bird also has a great selection of ones that you can take in edible form, rubbing on topicals, powders, gummies. They also have capsules. Wide selection of vapes, if you're into vapes. So you pick the best way for you to get it delivered and shop confidently knowing that Early Bird has done all of the quality control work for you. You're not getting crap CBD, only top-of-the-line CBD from the best manufacturers in the business. They've called on the companies. They've met with the owners. They can confirm that this product is the best in the industry. If you have any questions, you can drop them an email through the website or give them a call at 512-920-5650. Ask them any questions. Rest assured, they'll make sure you get exactly what you want and need. For me, CBD has helped me through some pain relief in the knee, better digestion, if you can believe that, and a more restful sleep. And again, it's not weed, it's not THC, none of that in CBD, so don't worry about that. Or it's a very, very, very small percentage, like .03. If you've been looking for an alternative to the prescription drugs, you want to check it out. Here's the best part. EarlyBirdCBD.com offering fast, free shipping and 20% off your order. When you use coupon code BBQCENTRAL at checkout, once again, shop EarlyBirdCBD.com. And then as you check out, use discount code BBQCENTRAL and save 20% off the entire order. And it's not just the first order. It's all orders. Did I mention the fast free shipping? CBD, earlybirdcbd.com. All right, more Meathead coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. 
in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. If you have a pellet-driven cooker, check out cookingpellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Not voiding any warranties or anything like that. You visit cookingpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N. Cookingpellets.com to purchase or to peruse what they have for you to buy. You can also buy on Amazon.com as well. Chris Becker and the gang over at Cooking Pellets. And we thank them for their continued support of the show. Meanwhile, we pick up our conversation with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Meathead, have you uh, tried CBD? No. Are you familiar with it? Yes. You think it's uh, do you think it's snake oil? I don't want to say anything. Why not? Uh, you're, you're allowed to have an opinion. You can have an opinion. Nobody cares. Well, I'm I, you know kind of careful about what I, I I'd, I'd like to hear what the FDA says about stuff that you put in your body like that. You know, pharmaceuticals or stuff like that. It's but not. The, the question not, I have for you is. It's not a pharmaceutical is, meat. It's, it's the question hemp. I have for you is. Yes, go ahead. Does it mellow you? Because I listened to your rant earlier yeah. about don't call in with sound on or I'll hang up on you and yes. make fun of you for 30 minutes. 30 afterwards. seconds. 30 you seconds. Need, you need the stuff with THC in it, Greg. <laughs> <clears throat> you, you know, when, when they come up with a formulation that mellows you, let me know. Meathead, here's the, here's the problem. You do a show for three or four months and you have issues with people calling in, maybe you shouldn't get ramped up. You do a show for 11 or 12 years, and you explain <laughs> the process, and then for some reason it just never gets conveyed through to the caller. Yeah, How am I supposed to react? Show, it's that way with almost every radio course, show. I mean, come on. You call in, and there's a delay. Be a professional caller. Don't call. Write me an email. Yeah. I could probably read it better than you can say it anyway. Right? Right. Of course. I don't know anything about um, non prescription drugs and um one of these days maybe we can coax my coax my wife um onto the air and oh, she can comment great. on her actual hands-on experiences in analyzing these products okay um but uh i have no comments oh man i would um, love to get mrs meathead on here she might be able to she retired from uh uh her government research work so she may be able to comment okay. we'll see all right we'll see um but back to uh, MBBQA. You want right. to go back there? Yeah. So, you know, typically for the folks that don't know, it's a few days of trade stuff. Uh, if you're in mm-hmm. the business of barbecue or grilling, uh, Thursday, Friday are more geared for you. Saturday is more the general public facing event mm-hmm. where you might see some of the bigger stars that you've seen on television or heard here on this show. And they're doing either a cooking demonstration or mm-hmm. uh, selling something and you can get autographs and pictures and all that stuff. From the Thursday and Friday days, what were your biggest takeaways, positives, things that you learned? You know, most of the attendees are restaurateurs, caterers, or competition cooks. And if you are in the business, if you have a restaurant or contemplating one, or you're a caterer, or everybody loves your barbecue and they say, you ought to cook barbecue at the Little League games or you ought to do barbecue at my daughter's wedding. Um, 
this conference would be a good place for you to go. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of people there who have done this, who know the um, uh, the way to do it properly, the pitfalls, the risks, the legal liabilities. Or if you have a sauce, everybody's like, oh, your sauce is so good, you ought to bottle it and sell it. Yep. There were several seminars on how to get your sauce from your kitchen to the grocery store shelves, um, the process, what you have to do, uh, what it can cost you, the techniques. Um, um, and uh, uh, there were some, some, there was a breakdown of a hog demo. Um, which is always interesting to watch. Of course, you can see it on YouTube. Um, and um, actually, the session I found most interesting uh-huh. is there was a company from Chicago whose job is they gather restaurant menus from all over the country, thousands of them, and break them down into words, put the words in a database, and study which words are most frequent and which words are occurring more this year than last year. Things like gochuchung or chorizo Mm -hmm. or St. Louis cut or, you know, these are words that, you know, that, that, you know, maybe you don't see very often. We never saw St. Louis cut on a barbecue restaurant menu until maybe 10 years ago. Now it's more frequent. Um, uh, gochuchang, in case your listeners don't know, is a Korean hot spice, mm-hmm. um, which I think may be on a glide path. It's coming in, according to this research, on a few restaurant menus, and they then they show the words that are on more menus that are on the upward swing, and here's where they're becoming ubiquitous, and the downward swing. <clears throat> this uh, sauce is possibly where Sri Racha was 10 years ago. Um, I really like the stuff. I keep some around. Uh, really nice flavor. Um, uh, not too hot. Uh, made with miso, so it's kind of kind of meaty, umami flavor. Yep. Uh, so that's starting to show up on menus. And uh, it was really interesting to see the trends that he was spotting coming up. Um, and uh, But the main reason to go is... Much of the best stuff happens after hours in the bar. Um, you know, you cruise into the bar and you sit down next to somebody and, uh, you know, holy smokes, he lives not far from you. Or holy smokes, he's doing the same thing you are. Or holy smokes, he's got the same problem with uh, uh, embezzling from his secretary or whatever, you know, and... Uh, there's a lot of networking and meeting people. I mean, I I don't have a restaurant. I don't compete. I'm not a caterer. I go for the networking. And um, I, I would I, imagine, Meathead, that if you're in the bar, you know, a lot of the ham and eggers want to cozy up to Meathead and talk to you a little bit and take a picture with you. I mean, from a celebrity standpoint in the industry, I mean, you're a fairly big name, whether you're going to admit it or not. I, yeah, I'm not used to being called that, but... Um, it's very gratifying, and this actually subtly. Now that you probe me, um, it may be one of the reasons I enjoy going. Because sitting in the bar, a lot of people come up and say, "Meathead, you're the reason I'm in barbecue." Right. Or you have changed the way I cook. Or I bought your book, and I've learned so much. I'm so much better because of it now. Or 
I come home from work and the kids say, Mom, can Daddy cook tonight? Um, or I got laid last night because of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and a lot of people wanted selfies with me. So that's a real ego trip, and uh, that's fun. But it's really cool to meet these people and get feedback from them, what they like and dislike about the website and the book. Uh, did you attend those uh, awards on Wednesday night or Thursday night or whatever they are? Partially. Um, they tend to run late, Greg, and I'm getting to be an old man, and um, uh, the events start early in the morning, so I did not sit through them all. And I noticed that when you promoted tonight's visit that you said I would uh, comment on them. So I went to their website today to all get right. a quick look at what was there because I knew about some of them. And they have an update. They got some of them. They haven't got all of them. The website's a real mess, so I don't know what they've got. I do know Tuffy Stone um, won uh, for the best book. All right. And that is well-deserved. Um, uh, there's a new website out of uh, Australia um, that uh, won an award for uh, blogs. All right, Meathead, hold um, on. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with you. I mean, you know who that is, right? The guy out of Australia? It's not a guy. You talking about Bush cooking? No, no, no. This is another guy from Australia. Yeah, I have the same problem. Bush cooking won the best <laughs> blog, and it is it is owned and operated by the executive director of the National Barbecue Association, oh. and that is a serious conflict of interest. Two years running, by the way, she's won that. Uh, two years in a row. Yeah. Um. Uh, she should be uh, disqualified, or what's the term? Uh, recused. Recused. She should recuse herself. Um, uh, we didn't enter and haven't entered, uh, um, I, but uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's odd that the um, the boss. I mean, that happened two years ago at the International Association of Culinary Professionals that one of the board of directors won a top award hmm. and they immediately wrote a new rule. Absolutely not. Forbidden. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, yeah. And uh, there was a couple of awards for photography given to somebody named Ash Hodgson. Um, and I just have to wonder how many... Uh, if that's a rel relative of hers. Well, I believe uh, also, and uh, totally not related to any of the conversation we're having, uh, that my Texas Embedded correspondent might have won a, a second-place prize for a, a photo. That would be uh, Doug Scheiding, by the way, so we congratulate Doug. I, I think he did. Yeah. Um, so let's talk really – let's talk Doug in there tonight? Hey, Doug, yep. if you're listening, yep. good to talk to you. Doug is in the YouTube chat room uh, chatting it up with the rest of the Central Lights here while we're chatting it up here, Meathead. So – Talk to me high level on MBBQA and, and where you see it. Uh, again, you were freshly there. And I mean, you were a little down on, you know, where it's kind of subsisted over these last handful of decades. And look, I let's be honest. You wouldn't ask me this. Let's be honest, Meathead. I did three uh, yeah, days. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I, I did. Honest. I did three. Um, Meathead, hold on. Let I, me set this yeah. up for Christ's sake. Jesus. Aren't we running out of time? Because you won't let me talk and get through it. I mean, hold your horses for a goddamn minute. So I went last year. I did three days of three-hour shows, okay, so nine hours. And I was fairly critical of what is NBBQA? Should it always be a trade show, or is there a way to make it both trade and potentially get more visibility from the end-user side or the backyarder side? 
and uh, no names, please, might have been offended from my line of questioning because I asked a lot of people that I brought on as guests. I mean, why not? I'm there. Nobody's bought and paid for me there. I'm allowed to have my own opinions. I'm not ragging on anybody, but I'm just trying to say, if you've been around for so long, should we only view it as a barbecue industry trade show, like a car show, like a truck show, and that's it, and that's fine, and however many members you get, that's what you have. Or can you expand it into something a little bit different where you can invite a backyard warrior or a consumer in and everybody can share in it over the course of those three or four days? All right. here I'm going to start with the 30,000-foot view. A lot of not-for-profit organizations have a structural problem. <clears throat> the structural problem is that they hire somebody called the executive director or the executive secretary to run the organization and work on it substantially full-time. At KCBS, it's Carolyn Wells. Now Heath Hall is involved. Um, and whether it's the Institute of Food Technologies or the medical associations, generally there is a individual or a team of people who are hired hands that run it. And then above them is a board of directors. Right. And the board of directors is usually made up of involved, interested members. And they're elected by the members. And their role is, is to guide the hired hands, to guide the executive directors. And the problem that a lot of these organizations have is that the board of directors parachute in from all different parts of the country, all different parts of the industry. So in our case, <clears throat> you got some competition cooks, you got a restaurant owner, you got a, a caterer, um, and, and they are, are some guy whose full-time job is a computer IT guy, and he's doing part-time catering or whatever. And they come in with a lot of ideas and notions, and for the organization to be successful, the executive director has to be really good, really smart, really um, strong, and has to be able to manage them as well as they manage him or her. The NBBQA had such an individual, uh, a guy named Stuart, um, and Stuart ran a heck of a good conference. Um, uh, but he was very controversial. It was very difficult to deal with. A lot of the board disliked him. I had issues with him, and they fired him. Um, and uh, uh, they hired this Saffron Hodgson, who's a really smart woman. Totally. Uh, uh, really loves barbecue, really on her game, but she has never, ever done anything like this before. And she's never run a conference, never run a society, and... Um, I think she has a lot to learn. Um, there were some serious issues, like they ran out of food at lunch. Oh. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> this is a food conference? Uh -oh. There's a buffet line, and there's 30 of us here, and there's nothing to eat? Um, you know, little stuff like that. There wasn't time between seminars. You, usually you put 10 or 15 minutes between a seminar so you can go to the toilet or 
you can call the office or you can visit with somebody. There wasn't much time between seminars. They moved seminars around. So you go to a room for a seminar and it's not there. It's in another room. I mean, these are just things that a really experienced conference manager, executive director knows not to do. Mm -hmm. And so there were a bunch of those glitches, management glitches. Uh, this year, unfortunately, a lot of really important barbecue people did not come. <clears throat> I don't know why. Um, it, but uh, a lot of the people I look forward to seeing were not there. Um, and it was unfortunate. Some of them had good excuses. Mike Mills uh, had just gotten out of the hospital. Yeah. Linda Orison, outgoing president two years ago, a real mover and shaker. Her daughter had a baby. Um, so, you know, there were, but there were just others who were, you know, uh, Barry Sorkin from, uh, smoke barbecue here in Chicago usually goes, uh, sweet baby Ray. Uh, they weren't there this year. I don't know why I haven't asked. I've I heard a bunch of people say that they probably won't come back next year. And that concerns me because I think it has potential to be a great group, but the problem is it's also a very small group. They only have 600 members. Um, and uh, it, it's puzzling with a <coughs> perhaps five, seven thousand barbecue joints in America. Who knows how many caterers? They can only get six hundred members. It's not expensive. Um, the conferences, a lot of the sessions are worthwhile. Um, I just don't know why they have never really taken off. And I don't know if I don't think this year was the springboard. I think this year might have been a, a bit of a setback. Well, I mean, to be fair, when I was there last year, there, I saw a lot more big names in Kansas City than I saw in Texas last year. And I heard a lot of the same sentiment or a lot of people saying, hey, I'm not going to come back next year. This isn't what I thought it was going to or I spent all this money and this is what I'm getting. So I think that you're you're probably not seeing a dive down, but you're probably not seeing, as you had mentioned, a springboard. It's probably a lot of the same. I'm going to be back next year, I hope, uh, if time permits. They're going to be in Louisville next year. Louisville's a lot of fun. I've been there recently for a food conference. Um, and uh, as I said, if you are in the restaurant business or contemplating being in the business or the catering business, hmm. there's a lot to learn. There's people you'll meet. There's a lot of networking. There's people who will help you up. Um, I know of a couple of sauce people who said to a young woman who was just getting started in the business, um, uh, give us a call when you get home and we'll talk you through this. Uh, you know, that's really cool. And it's in Louisville next year, huh? Louisville. All right. Well, assuming I think the, uh, the, the volleyball schedule will be freed up quite a bit here next year, so... Uh, and I know how to drive to Louisville because I go there a whole bunch for volleyball over the course of the year. So Saturday is the consumer event. And outdoors, they have this big, beautiful park right across from the Marriott where the hotel was. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole bunch of barbecue teams and others, Operation Barbecue Relief and others, cooking up barbecue and serving it. And it was open to the public for 40 bucks a head. 40 bucks a head? Uh-oh. You get real good. Holy mother. You can go to Q, uh, Q39 and not pay 40 bucks for best barbecue in town. Wow. So there weren't many people there. And one or two of the members convinced them to lower the price. And there was a volleyball tournament in town. Oh, yeah. High school girls, you're like your daughter. Yep. 
and they were staying in the hotel. Uh, a lot of tall, leggy young women in gym shorts. And when they dropped the price to ten bucks, they all piled in. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and they were they were having a blast. They were just covered in barbecue sauce, and they were just having fun. And their coaches and their parents were in there with them. They still didn't have a very good turnout. They didn't make much money at it, but it mm. was a great event. And uh, it's just too bad they uh, they couldn't turn it into a profit item. But uh, I know how much, and your listeners may know also. Um, Greg's oldest daughter is a. Uh, pretty serious bar uh volleyball competitor and um, getting a scholarship as i recall that's right uh, to college that's right <clears throat> and that this i had no idea about this world but it's a whole nother world like oh, we we're in barbecue right this high school amateur league volleyball tournament world where you greg and your family travel on weekends to tournaments <laughs> is massive oh yeah massive. yeah it's a it's a whole industry in its own yeah, they were all over the hotel. I mean, you had all these fat, craggy, bearded old men like me and all these tall, beautiful, elegant, uh, leggy teenage girls in shorts. Hard, hard, hard to uh, differentiate between the two, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, Meathead can be found at his website, AmazingRibs.com 24-7. If you have questions, you can get at them there. You can join the Pitmasters Club, of course, and get some really great exclusive content for less than $24 or less than $25 a year. And you can find him right here on this very show, the second Tuesday of every month. Meathead, always appreciate the time. Always good to be with you in the Centralites, and uh, we'll see you next month. Same right. time, same station. There oh, hey, wait, wait, before we go real yes, quick. Yes, yeah. go ahead. I'm going to be judging a hamburger contest from 6 to 8 next w month All right. prior to your show. I come on at 8.14. Um, so we may do a remote from Ooh. a hamburger <laughs> taste-off. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll get the logistics figured I'll out. I'll we'll with you later. Happen. All right. So maybe next month's topic will be hamburgers. All right. Sounds good. There he is, Meathead, everybody. And could he say leggy one more time? Uh-oh. Uh, AmazingRibs.com, his website. I am going to try and squeeze this read in here real quick as we make the top of the hour. Uh, the Barbecue Guru folks, they've always believed that outdoor cooking could be easy and fun, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. It is a ceramic cooker. That means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. BBQGuru.com or 800-288-GURU. We will wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, thanks to Meathead from AmazingRibs.com for joining me. We didn't get to the ham talk, but that's all right. We didn't get to another topic that I thought we were going to hit, but that's all right. Good insider look at NBBQA. Again, Louisville next year in 2019. So, well, I probably won't get invited 
I have some ways to uh, potentially work some media options. I have some other options as far as staying because I know peeps in Louisville, thanks to the volleyball. So we'll see how it works out. A lot of people already in this in chat saying, I'm going to be there. Short drive. Good. Let's do this. Again, Meathead, AmazingRibs.com. Look at the Pitmasters Club. It's fun. Second hour coming straight up. Stick around. Be right back. 